Hey guys, welcome to the Living and Collective Podcast, where we are inspiring and equipping women into living their full lives while working together as the collective. Hey guys, it's Lacey and Christy. We are back. We have a lot of energy today. We're back. We are back. We have so many ideas and things to talk about. We wish we that you guys had been able to hear our initial conversation. We went from like north to south, east to west, with every topic in between. It's been awesome. We're all over the place. We uh, we squirrel talk when we're like back together, like this, this, this. Um, there's a lot going on in the world, in our lives, everywhere. So we had to just like debrief all of it, and we'll um, spare y'all from our debrief, but. But it was good. It was, it was good. good. I, you could have never tracked it. It was like all over. But, but you've got some exciting news. I mean, you're headed out. Headed out. Heading to the mountains um, this week for the next month. That's so we're right. super excited to just change the scenery. We need it. You I totally know. need it. And the mountains are your happy place. Do you have some activities already on the agenda? Because you do some cool stuff. We do? Well, we just hike and bike a lot. We alternate. We are fishing. We already have fishing lined up. So this year we're taking um, tennis rackets. We decided to like get, I'm like, that's something we can all go do. And um, we don't eat out a lot and stuff there, but I'm guessing a lot of our indoor activities will be curtailed. So we're just planning all the outdoor things. I selfishly love it when you go and come back because you come back with like all this energy because it's such a outdoor, you ride your bike to get your groceries, you ride your bike to do all the things. Like we usually try for like a week or two back in Austin to ride our bikes to our meetings, but then it becomes like hundred. I know. Every August I'm like, Christy, we're riding our bike everywhere. We're meeting up at, well, it's no longer. We would like go get acai bowls and, and we would like show up and we'd be like full sweating. I'm like, we are going to make this work. We are going to turn Lakeway into a biking community. And it never happens, but. It never happens. One day. One, One day. day. I know. Have you guys been riding bikes? No, we haven't. Been. Yes. My husband and my kids have been riding, mount, doing mountain bike trails every day. In fact, I'm kind of getting nervous because they're leaving me in the dust. They're going to be so like, they've gotten really good. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? But my pelvic yeah. floor is still healing. So I just think yes. I'm always like a bike. I don't know if it's healthy for your pelvic floor or not. I'm, fi- I'm thinking no. Tell everyone what you're doing to heal your pelvic floor. This is fascinating. I probably should have done it because I still have issues 10 years later, but it's never too late. Okay. I really good to know. It's totally never too late. And I would love to do sometime in the future. We need to do a podcast with the therapist I'm working with because she specifically does like their information and outreach and does podcasts and meetings and stuff, but um, it's never too late. And I totally did not even know about pelvic floor therapy with baby number one and two, um, and ended up with an umbilical hernia and all sorts of issues. I mean, I think Lacey and I could both say CrossFit issues with women. I mean, all you have to do is say the word double under and we're all just laughing. Um, I don't know if there was a single woman I knew that didn't have some kind of issue once you did enough jump roping or whatever. Um, so this time around, I mean, it was, it was really scary going in for the first time because it's definitely an invasive process where they, it's hands-on. I mean, it's checking your pelvic floor, but honestly, after you've had a baby and if you're used right. to the doctor, it's no different than that. 
but they're testing two things. They're testing your pelvic floor strength and they're also testing your ability to relax. So both of those components play into incontinence issues, pain. Um, gosh, there's so many things that women just kind of accept as a new normal after having kids or just going through hormonal changes. Like it changes as we age, depending on our estrogen levels, all these things that, um, so she, like this therapist that I'm working with actually does some manual work in releasing tension, which has been really helpful. Um, but it's, yeah, I feel like mine's maybe not tense. It's actually just too loose. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. So it, it works together. So okay. like, I'm, I'm loose and tense. Some women okay. are only tense. Some women are only loose. I, I don't know if loose is the right word, but you know what I, I know. Mean. It's probably not. It sounds terrible, actually, now that I say it. But like she the things you never thought you'd say on a podcast. I think I have a loose pelvic floor. But that makes sense because your pelvic floor muscles, I was just reading this this week, your pelvic floor muscles are stretched two to three times the length that they are during labor. So wow. that's huge. So if they're not contracted back... And unfortunately, most of us have just heard the word like Kegel, right? We read it in like Cosmo or Glamour magazine. Right. Where there is like an entire way to learn how to do it properly to engage the entire pelvic floor. And I'm going to, I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't know enough, but it's like your pelvic floor is actually three layers. So you're having to like, you've got your external layer. I mean, you're wanting the whole thing to work in, in one person. One therapist described it to me as like a symphony working together. Um, oh, okay. So sometimes it's just like maybe one piece of it isn't strong enough. So it's just all failing. Yes. But if you can't jump on your trampoline with your kids, which I would say I wouldn't have been able to before. I don't know yet. I, I'm not allowed to jump yet, but yeah, like don't let's not try it yet. No, no. But it's never too late. Like, cause I know that okay. most of my friends, um, you know, we're all in this as women. Like, yeah, we should have her on for sure. I'd love that. She's fascinating. It's so interesting. And you hold a lot of trauma in your pelvic floor. Like it's a place of stress. So she was telling me that like all the clients she's seeing right now are really, really tight because that's oh. where, you know, your hips and your, ah. all that area kind of holds our stress. So I thought, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Makes really sense. Okay. We are, I know we're excited today. We're going to go, we're going to go jump right in. Um, it is, it is an interesting time. And we just thought we would come to you guys and talk about just some things that we're doing this summer. Cause everyone's kind of like summer usually isn't a time people are like hopping on the nutrition bandwagon, but this is a unique time. Um, after this long break with COVID and well, I shouldn't say break, we're still in the break, but we had spring off. And so people are just kind of like feeling the ramifications of letting it all go. And so we just thought we would talk for a hot second about what our plans are this summer, um, in terms of nutrition and what each of us are doing just from a personal perspective. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm not doing. Please tell me. Oh. I'm not weighing myself at all this whole summer. I feel pretty good about that. Um, I think actually like I can tell if, if I'm, well, first of all, I, I know now it doesn't matter what number it is. It's how I feel. So I'm just going with that. And I, you can also tell in your clothes and these are too tight today or, you know, these shorts are fitting really good. So no need to go on the scale. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, what about you? I love that. I'm so proud of you. I, I was going to say our scale is downstairs in our downstairs bathroom. 
And um, every morning, I think there's an Instagram post I want to make. This is how nerdy I am. Yeah. And it's the, the, the like teaser is why I'm not weighing myself postpartum. So every morning when I'm in the bathroom and I see the scale, I'm curious and I'm like, oh, I wonder how much I weigh. And then I think, oh no, you can't check because then you can't write your post about why you're not weighing yourself postpartum. But exactly, exactly that. I really want this postpartum experience to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want in the sense that like what's important to me is different than it used to be. And it's that full, um, full health. And the scale distracts me from that because that's not an indicator of health. So there's other yeah. ways, like you said, there's other ways. It's the way I'm feeling during my walks. It's the way my clothes are fitting for sure. Like we all care about body composition, um, but it's also healing. It's also my moods. I mean, my, all of us, our moods, oh my God, yeah. we're juggling so much. So the last thing our brains need is like that little voice in the morning being like, oh, you're, I, anyway. I could go on the things we tell ourselves from the number it's the stories we tell ourselves for sure. Absolutely. And that doesn't mean that you have to be off the rails that has, you can be completely still, still engaged in your progress. And I think that's right. Y'all to know you can still be 100% on, on point and in tune with your body without using a scale to measure that. Yeah, totally. So that, um, that kind of goes with my theme of the summer, my, my summer theme. I'll say COVID theme is, um, and I'm going to really, really, really practice this. So I'm telling y'all this over live over our podcast, um, with the scale, I'm trying to just be more in tune with my body cues and all the things, right? So just being in, in like in tune with like how I am feeling. So I mean, I know in the morning, I, I don't even need to wait. I can tell you if I'm like up, down, bloated, feeling great, like all the things, like I know, you know, once you start seeing how you feel. And then with that, I'm really taking the summer to practice working on my hunger cues and my fullness cues. Um, so I'm not going to be tracking for the next month because I take a break over the summer and I don't want to haul all that stuff up to the mountains with me and be weighing and measuring and all that. Um, which we don't suggest to do year round anyway. It's just a tool to kind of get back on track. But um, I'm really like, I've caught myself so much even lately. I'll be like, it's 11 o'clock or 1130. It's time for lunch. And I'm like, I'm not even remotely hungry because maybe I had a late breakfast, but I'm just so like in tune with the schedule of things. So I'm just trying to be mindful of like, is my stomach hungry or is my brain hungry? Like, am I thinking about food and just want food or just like my body really need food? Um, so trying to think about those hunger cues, actually allowing myself to like feel hungry sometimes, like that is an okay feeling to have, not like starving. Cause if you know me, you know, I cannot be starving and it's just not a good place to be. I get hangry for sure. Like I'll give Tyson like the five, four, three, two, one, like I'm starting to feel a little hangry and then like. 30 minutes later, like, okay, it's really ramping up. I'm at like a three. (laughs) Um, so then on the flip side of that is when I'm eating, I'm trying to be really mindful of my fullness cues as well. So like eating slower, putting my fork down between bites, like being intentional and looking at my food, enjoying my food, not being distracted with TV or social media or phone. Um, and then I'm working, this is really really hard 
working on not needing to like finish everything on my plate. And, um, I'm so curious your thoughts about, we haven't actually talked about this. So is it like a generational thing where we're like, finish all your food that you're in it for me? It's a, it's a wasteful thing too. Um, like, are we going to be wasting that food? Like we went out to our favorite Mexican restaurant last week, Tyson and I had a date night and we shared some nachos and we were both really full and there was one left and it was mine. Cause we had, you know, shared oh, it. Totally. And I was like, I mean, I for sure 99 times out of hundred would have eaten that nacho, but I was like, I'm not even hungry. Like, why would I just eat that nacho? Um, we all know that like diminishing law of return, like the, your first bite of the nacho, your first nacho is going to be your best nacho. We just chase that feeling. Um, anyway, so I was like, I'm just going to leave it on the plate. Like I don't need it. And even Tyson was like, are you not going to eat that nacho? I was like, I'm not going to eat the nacho. Like I'm really full. Like, you know, I did not need to eat it. So, um, just an example, but I'm just trying to eat till I'm satiated and I'm trying to avoid, like, I do tend to sometimes like get that like really full feeling. Cause I often will just get busy and then I get really hungry and then I get really full. So I'm just trying to I'm just trying to like be mindful of all the things. That's, that's my plan. I'm going to let you ha know how it goes in August. We should have like a repeat of like, how did that <laughs> summer intention go? I think that's a great idea to unpack that. And, and then you can re revisit, we can both re revisit yeah. what worked, what didn't work, like how, what you would do differently next time. Um, I think that mindfulness piece is so important, especially for a time like this where we are most, we are all, I can probably say that emphatically carrying extra stressors. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we needed to do this a year ago, like a year ago, I think our, us as a society, we all could have worked on being more mindful with our food. I noticed with my kids because of the way their lunchroom works, um, it's, they have like 20 minutes to eat and I've gone to visit them at lunchtime and the lunch monitors bless their hearts but they're yelling at them the whole time to hurry and to not talk and to like hurry. It is so stressful that I've had to say a few times at the dinner table, like y'all you're not at school. Like you don't have to eat like that, but I, I do the same thing, but like, I can just see it in someone else better than I can see it in myself. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that whole idea of sitting down, preparing a meal, I'm a big, um, grazer. And so even if I'm preparing a meal, I kind of like to eat it while I'm going like, at least breakfast and lunch. Like I'll eat it standing up at the counter while I'm making it. I'm eating the peanut butter out of the jar or whatever. So for me to actually plate things and sit down at the table is an active discipline. Yeah. But it makes me feel so much better. I think we've talked about this before. It makes me feel more human. Mm -hmm. And especially as a woman, as a mom, when all day you're doing things for everybody else to sit down and have a meal can really be an act of self-care, right? Cause you're totally like just yep. sit down and enjoy it and don't be on your phone and don't be like being in a conversation with someone else is okay. But, but just trying to be present. And I know you and I, when we did our precision nutrition, um, courses, like I was really surprised cause I love the science of things, but there was also a big behavioral, uh, obviously like nutrition is huge. Behavioral is really the most important piece, but this huge emphasis on mindfulness when mm -hmm. working with clients. And I, I was just kind of, it sounds common sense saying it now, but at the time I was like, no, I want to know about how to find the perfect macros. And I want to know totally, totally paleo versus keto versus intermittent fasting. And, but like, it doesn't, a lot of those things are kind of a mute point. If you don't have that simple 
um, connection with your food and honoring those cues. And I'm always working on that. I feel like that's always a work in progress. If you've grown up in the time period that we did, where it was about cleaning your plate and even something as nerdy as just being okay. Like I hate wasting food, especially right now too. And both you and I love quality food. So like, I sound like a nerdy broken record at my house. Cause I'm like, wait, that's grass fed beef. Like you just throw that away. But like, right. Even taking the tiny glass containers and keeping my leftovers and I'm yes. not perfect at this. So I don't want you guys to think that I'm like great. Awesome. All the time at this, but like, sometimes it's, I really look forward at 9 PM to like whatever we had for dinner that night, like our chicken stir fry. I have like a little bit like enough. That's a serving left over. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm hungry. It's nine. Right. I'm going to go to bed in like an hour, but I'm really hungry. Oh my gosh. I've got my chicken stir fry left, but now I'm going to enjoy it because I'm not full. Right. Like, perhaps when I was full and now it's Yes. So, so, so maybe switching that, like, oh, this is going to be a waste and thinking, okay, now I have leftovers, like looking at the other side of it. Which is like an extra step and it's dishes. And I get it. I don't always do it. Sometimes I just like, sometimes I eat my kids' food just because I don't want to waste it. Like, I on. know. I know. We all do it. Okay. What about you? What are your, like, what's the top of mind three or three months out, right? Three months okay. out post the perfect little baby. I hope you guys have all seen her. She's so stinking cute. So like, how are you feeling and what's your plan this summer? Thank you. Those are great questions. Um, it's funny cause so timely just last night, uh, Lacey and I both use the gym gypsy planner, mm-hmm. which kind of like plans and organizes your workouts. So our last one was April, May, June. So we're closing out June. And, um, so I was going last night, I was opening it to the page for today and I almost said out loud to Brian, oh my gosh, well, this planner was such a waste because it was April, May, June. And I caught myself and I was like, oh my gosh, girl, like, it's going to make me almost cry. Like, I am so proud of you. Like I even, y'all, I even had to back off of my birth fit workouts, which were like postpartum. Like I'm not even in the postpartum training. I'm in the like basics of rebuilding your core. And I had to stop you guys. I had to stop it and just go to my physical therapy exercises because I literally prolapsed had a minor prolapse, but I did something silly in the garage while I was training and went too fast. And, um, so like last night, just like my, my visceral, like knee jerk reaction was like, Oh, I failed. And I I can't remember what our cover says this month, but it's something like try your hardest or something. I was like, man, you, you totally sucked. And then I was like, no mama, like, why do we talk to ourselves like that? Like, it doesn't matter. Like this was the hugest, like, are you kidding? I am recovering from, from creating a human life. I have mm-hmm. more cellulite than I've ever had in my life. And it is so beautiful because it's nourishing my little girl and I'm watching her grow just from my body. And even if I wasn't breastfeeding, if that hadn't worked for me and it almost didn't like this, this little one, I thought number three would be easy. It was a struggle and I almost gave up and that would have been okay because I know now in my forties, it was wiser for me to take care of my mental health than to like be so emphatic about breastfeeding, but out of grace, it worked out for us. And, um, but just like all these changes, the ways I'm growing, the ways I'm realizing that, uh, you know, going back to lifting weights isn't the most important thing right now. Like right yeah. now, I've been fighting anxiety like a maniac. <laughs> like I've, that's been kind of my, my bigger thing is my mental health and going to acupuncture and being honest with her about what I need and going to pelvic floor therapy. Y'all, I get anxiety the minute we're 10 minutes away from the building. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to go in there with my mask and be like, 
the tension worked out on my pelvic floor, but like yeah. I'm showing up and I'm doing it. And so like this planner to me almost means more to me than all the ones that have my CrossFit workouts and my, you know, my one rep max and a deadlift and all the sexy things I used to love. Like, like I, it was just a real emotional moment for me last night to realize um, I'm healing in ways that I didn't even realize. I thought I had already, I thought I had made it and I was kind of outside yeah. the place with my body, but I'm still learning how to re rethink my relationship with her and how to like heal who I am. And that like rethinking what success means that sometimes mm -hmm. success is going to look like getting a one rep max on a deadlift. And I, everybody knows like Lacey and I have like that. We love that. Like that lights me up, but it's not always our best our best interest. And so as women, when we learn to honor our bodies and to prioritize our true health and our connection with just like that, just like the mindfulness piece with our food, when we can also use that piece with our workouts, with everything we're doing, with our relationships, like trusting our gut and making the modifications we need to make to truly prioritize ourselves. Like that's so yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. I'm so proud of you. I know that's so hard and you're like such an overachiever. So I was like, oh my gosh, the minute she has this baby, she's going to be like off to the races. And, um, it's hard. It's hard for you, especially to like slow down and like really be intentional about, and it's obviously very different than my situation, but our, I mean, exactly. We, what we both just said overlaps in the sense of like, we're getting out of our heads and like, what does our body need? Right? Like that mindfulness is everything. And it looks very different for both of us, but that's like a great example that people have like, it applies to anybody in your situation. Um, people that are super anxious and depressed to people that are, you know, everyone on all spectrums. Um, it's just good to be to be mindful of that. But I, especially, and you know this, I mean, I'm super proud of you. I know it's really hard and you're going to look back like years from now. And I mean, you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I was three months out. Like it feels so, and it's harder with every baby. I remember, um, after I had my first baby, like a, almost a year later, I was like, Oh, I just had a baby. And I was like, I, I probably should stop saying like, I just had a baby. Um, but then with every kid that follows, it's like, I don't know if it's our own demand or like the society, like pressure of, we just feel like we should be back to normal. Like in six weeks, life should be exactly body, mind, and spirit, how you were pre-pregnancy. Um, and I mean, especially by that third, it's like, what, what is that? It's the expectation of, and we probably do it to ourselves, but, um, it's hard. And you I mean, you were pregnant for almost 10 months. You got to give yourself 10 months to, repair and heal yourself on the other side too. 100%. And it's hard because you know, like any of us that are in the fitness space, like I, I will, you know, be in my garage doing my physical therapy work, like workout, which is great. It's fun. I like it. But I'll look down at my legs and I'll think like, Ugh, and then I'll think, oh, I know how to fix that. I mean, I know yeah. how to fix that. I know how to set my macros to fix that. I know how to write workouts to fix that. And then, I mean, I think that would be my summary of my summer goals. Then I like immediately have a thought that's like, no, that's not your goal right now. Like right. that's discipline for me because my body back, you know, getting your body back mindset knows how to do those things. Right. And I'm so thankful. Like we both know this, but I'm really thankful even in the birth fit curriculum, it just said over and over again, like you never get your 
pre-baby body back because it's not the same body. Right. Right. And oh, I, I love that. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I wrote that in my gym gypsy, like what your goals, like it's kind of like a page after your like PRs, like what's your goal. And I wrote back while I was pregnant to deliver a healthy baby. Like instead of your goal being like to run a sub, you know, right. mile or to lift over 250 pounds deadlift or whatever. Um, like your goal is different. And when you've crossed that line and delivered a baby, it doesn't matter how many you've had. If you had one child or five, every time you deliver, your body is different and it won't ever be the same. Yeah. It could be better. It could actually be better. So that's kind of my, my goal this summer is just continuing to build a framework that is stronger and better so that I don't get another hernia so that I don't continue with these incontinence issues that I don't um, feel pain that I can enjoy my body, but then also letting that healing piece happen that we've talked about before. Like what, what have I used to define health in the past that I could, I could probably um, change as far as identity with body and, and knowing that health doesn't always have to look like a six pack health doesn't have to look like not having cellulite health is different. Right. We could probably talk about that like really briefly, like what are some of the healthy habits I know that's what a lot of you really want is just to know like what healthy habits should I be doing this summer to like yeah. realistic? What are like just a couple yes. take homes like real quick? Right. Um, well, and okay, before we start that, I just want to encourage people. We've talked about this before, but um, I know people are kind of like itching. If you're itching for change or like, oh my gosh, I really need to go on a diet or I need to change. I want to really encourage you to you guys try not to like overhaul your life with like all these big changes. I want you to pick like one small thing and be like for the next month, I'm just going to do this one thing. Um, because as, as Christy and I always talk about too, it's, it's not what you sometimes do. It's what you always do. So we want you guys to, you want to instill habits in your life forever, not just like, Oh, you know, six week, time period. And then it's over. Cause you're going to just like fight that constant cyclical process of going up and down, feeling good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. So don't try to overhaul and change 50 things. Um, you will burn out. It is like without fail, you'll burn out. So just, we'll give you some tips here in a second, but pick one and try to implement that. Just make it like an everyday habit where you're not even thinking about it. It just becomes part of your routine. And then maybe in a few months, add in another one. That is so right. important that you clarify that. So important. Because I think all of us, like when you reach that place, uh, we've talked about that with Leanne uh, on, of desperation. Yeah. And ever like, ah, I want to do everything. Right. And it feels like when you do that, it feels really good because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm trying in every department. I'm like exercising a ton and I'm eating this way and I'm sleeping this way and it, it's not sustainable. So. 100%. All right. So you start. Mm -hmm. Okay. So easy, healthy habits for the yes. summer that are realistic. And this is going to sound, these are the same things we say all the time, but number one for me is hydration. And for y'all yes. hydration, especially if you're in an area that gets really hot, um, that hydration piece for everything, for your metabolism, for your body composition, for your hunger cues, um, for all of your chemistry, you might want to add some electrolytes that can look like using noon tablets that can look like using coconut water that can look like using some pink Himalayan sea salt, just a little tiny bit in your water. Um, there are a lot of different ways, but staying hydrated, I would say is one of the number one go-tos for the summer of health, healthy habits. I love that. All right. Number two, 
I would say is focusing on more natural foods in terms, I'm going to say vegetables, but I'm just going to say um, foods that you can buy like along the outside of the store. So um, a lot of times when I'm feeling like, oh, I'm noticing myself eating too much processed food and it's hard during the summer because we're super quick on the go. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab this bar. Oh, I'm going to grab this. And I'm going to, I totally feel different after meals where I sit down and cook vegetables, just roast some vegetables, have some, something on the grill. Um, summer's a great time to keep your meals super simple. In fact, yeah, yesterday we ate something. Oh, I think I just did literally like a sheet pan. I like threw it all in the oven of like vegetables. And I like threw some chicken sausages on the side and it was like, and I told Tyson, I was like, I want to eat like this for the next month. Just like protein, vegetables. We, we overthink it, but, um, I don't want to say plant-based foods, but just getting natural foods that are like grown in the earth or living on the earth. That could be meats, um, in, into your body more and, um, trying to stay away from the processed foods. I guess that goes with eating out too. I tend to slip into like eating out a little bit more, although it's kind of easy to avoid that these days, but even just like driving through, Oh, we'll drive through P. Terry's or Chick-fil-A or, um, grab and go. It really, I physically feel different after eating like a homemade meal, eating specifically vegetables. So try and find ways to add those in. I love that. And that's kind of easy to do right now because there are so many great things in season. Mm-hmm. And I found for me, I like, it's really hard at first because you crave, I'm craving, still craving chips or I'm still craving whatever. Totally. But this sounds like super nerdy, but like we've been getting cucumbers like crazy, slicing them up, putting it like a bunch of pink salt or whatever kind of salt you like, sea salt on them. And they're like crunchy and they're salty and the same with carrots and the same with like we're doing like a huge salad every night. Well, not right now. Like we're literally out of vegetables right now. And last night at dinner, I felt different after dinner because yeah, I've been eating so many vegetables, like yeah, a huge salad and tomatoes, radishes, cucumbers, carrots, peppers. Like there's so many great things in season right now that um, exactly that. I love that. And you do feel differently when totally. you're eating food. Yes. Real food. Yes. Yep. Real food. Food. That's what I was going for. Real food. I was like, plant-based, real food, real food. 100%. Number three would be focusing on your sleep. Summer is a hard time for that because it tends to feel like, you know, especially right now, so many of us are working from home, but like, oh, I can stay up all night watching. There's so much Netflix going on, whatever. Like try to set a bedtime for yourself. Try to get up earlier because the earlier you get up, if you can get active within like 30, 45, an hour of getting up, like just go for a walk. Even if it's 10 minutes, I promise that will set your day differently, but it starts the night before. So try to just back your bedtime up. You know, we only need to be on our screens for a certain amount of time. So really being on Netflix for like hours is not serving you. I promise. Um, I love it too. I'm not judging you. I love Netflix. Like we are as a family, definitely like on the couches and watching every single night but we're really trying to like move our bedtimes up little by little so we can move our awake time up a little bit and continue enjoying the outdoors while the temperatures rise. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say two things. A, I feel like these are like the longest days ever, like not in a bad way, but just like, like I look back to sometimes at the end of the day, the morning and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it feels like yesterday. Um, but I've noticed too, when we don't have to get up for anything, so we're not like on a schedule with school and all that, um, you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm so, so tired. And you think you need to keep sleeping. But like sometimes that laying around and like lounging in bed, 
Like if I wake up and I'm like, okay, I, I'm like feet on floor, get out of bed. I feel so much better those days when the days where I'm like, well, I'm just going to lay here for a little longer. And it's like 30 minutes turns to 45. You feel exactly the same, if not even like worse once you actually get out of bed. So just to your point, like encouraging yourself to back it up. And if you are really tired every morning, try to change it on the night end, not the morning end. Totally. And you need that sleep. What? Like at least seven hours, really yeah. eight hours, maybe nine hours, seven to nine for sure. So that's yeah. health body composition. Again, if you're trying to change that body composition piece, we know scientifically that sleep impacts that. So it's not just a, it's an important piece. Yeah. We're on number four. We're on number four, oh. our favorite one. Yes. Movement, movement, movement. So just trying, this is a great time. We've t just mentioned it, like all the things that our families are doing. Um, workouts look different during the summer. It's so hot. If you can get something in in the morning, but this could look like going to play tennis with your kids or going on a hike or swimming with them in the pool or mountain biking. Um, so it, more activity and it is harder right now with the world we're living in because we're not going out as much. So we're actually taking like less steps than usual. So just trying to get your, you know, step count in, just keep moving during the day. Um, it doesn't have to look like, I think most people take off kind of like hardcore workouts during the summer. Um, but just movements like 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes a day of just trying to move your body. Um, if, if step count is your goal, that's a great, a great thing too. I've noticed in the morning, there's a weird window. Okay. So every summer I talk about this, I think it's so interesting, but, um, I'm always like, Oh, I'm going to go run really early before it gets too hot, but it's so humid here. If you live in Texas in the mornings, if you wait just a little bit later, the degree temperature might be a little bit hotter, but the humidity burns off. Um, I think the sweet spot's probably like between eight and nine. Um, and it feels really good. So well, that's good to know. I, um, that makes sense. Right. Cause then you're Totally. We try to have our coffee on the back porch just to get us outside in the morning. And it's always, yeah. you open the door. It's like you're walking into a wall right. of humidity, but you're yeah. right. The, the breeze usually kind of kicks up a little bit later. Yeah. Um, just not too much later. Obviously you don't want the sun to be intense. So that's really right. to know. Yeah. And like a great mantra for us to keep in our brains this summer is that your body was made to move. So all of those pieces and all those I things, love that. isn't that good? Um, yes. This summer is a little different because, you know, but just all those natural things that Lacey was talking about that summer affords us. So tennis, swimming, hiking, biking, you know, this summer we might have a little less swimming or a little less community things, but um, just the things playing with our kids, our bodies were made to move. So just like she was saying, even if you're not doing maybe the workouts that you do when the, the temperatures are a little bit lower, um, it might, sometimes it even benefits us more when we're not doing workouts, like a one and done workout. And we're just right. moving more all day long helps more with our bottom line of that ex energy expenditure than doing one really high intense CrossFit workout and then sitting on our butts all the rest. Totally. I was, I, I think I mentioned it before I read like something about how people will like go to one spin class and then they're like, sit at their desk for the day. And they're like, well, I worked out today. And then there's people that are like mall walkers or just I, it was some funny article. It was like comparing, it was like, well, actually that mall walker, uh, that just spends the day on the feet and walks around and shops or whatever actually expends more energy than you did in your 45 minutes in class. So it's just a good perspective of like, just cause you got your workout in like a compact little period doesn't kind of relieve you from movement for the rest of the day. Totally. I think my mom, I mean, she's like, she hates working out. I don't think she ever has worked out 
before, but she never sits still. She's like, she's a crazy shopper. Every time I call her, she's getting out to look for something at a store. Oh my gosh. She, she sits still. So she probably has more muscle than I do because she's just constantly like climbing her stairs and getting things and going all around. Oh my gosh. Or you could, another exercise would be painting. You could paint. <laughs> just kidding. That's a whole other podcast, y'all. Lacey That's is a whole hero. I'll be like, oh, hey, gosh. what are you doing? Are you ready for our podcast? And she'll do, do like, not, are you ready for our, you don't paint yeah. your podcast, but like, She'll be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I just started a new project. And it's like all these pink <laughs> carps. Or she's like pulled out all the carpet in her whole house. Like, I want to be like you. Oh, gosh. Such good intention. I don't know. But, yeah, but I good. like, I'm like super impulsive. So I'll start it. And then, then I have to finish it. But it's a good way to just like, if I sit around and think about it too long, I talk myself out of it. So I always am just like, I'm going to go right now. I'm going to Home Depot right now. I'm going to go get this paint. But I'm not kidding. I just, I just painted my master bedroom and like, I'm not quite done with the ceiling, but my arms were on fire yesterday. I was like, oh, so anyway, there's a good, (laughs) there's good workout for you. That's such a good workout. All right. So I, do we have five? Do we have one more? Yeah, we have one more. Our last tip. So good. We have like 30 tips that are vying for a position for number five. We're going to say our most important one is. Oh, are you waiting for me to say it? I don't know. I don't, I have so many that I want to say. Health tips for the summer and, and the ones that we've done. I would say, ladies, I mean, I, I think your mental health piece is the most important. Me too. Um, it's not as sexy as like what I want to say. And I, I want to talk about muscle and I want to talk about retaining muscle during this time, but we'll talk about that in a whole nother episode. But um, I know in my friend group, in my personal life, um, I know between Lacey and I's conversations with each other, um, the things that we need to be on point about is our stress levels directly impact our body composition and our health. Um, and then this piece of fear, this piece of fear playing a dominant role in our lives. So regardless, like, let's just make it like right down the middle. Like it doesn't have to be about issues or anything, but we all know what it feels like to feel that fear stirring up inside of us. Um, you do not have to live your life or make decisions out of fear. Fear is, we talked about this last time, we're gonna talk about it again, talked about it with Laura, false evidence appearing real. So like we don't have to live out of a fear space and that fear is only gonna cause anxiety and more stress in our lives. And trust me, this is a moving target in my life. I mean, just yesterday, I started crying to my husband because we have like school is in limbo. We're just about to find out, vacations in limbo, we're trying to figure out like all these things that put me in a fear place but um, it's a choice to live out of love and to trust that ultimately love is more powerful than anything else going on. And that anytime I give into my mind and start going down these rabbit trails of fear, um, I, I was going to my acupuncturist a few weeks ago when we were talking about this. And I think she said like, it's a really high percent of the things that we fear never end up happening anyway. So if you find yourself living in the future, which is fear, or the past, which tends to be guilt and shame, like all we can do right now is live in the present. And in the present, most of us have everything that we need. Like we have enough. We have the food we need. We have the people we love. Um, so I would say connecting with each other. Make sure you're still connecting with your friends. Even if you're taking, we've talked about this before too, even if you're taking the physical distance piece really serious. If you can't risk being around people in person right now, even in six feet distances, at least be getting on phone calls with people or FaceTime or Zoom meetings, like at least be connecting with the people that love you. Um, If you can 
physically distance yourself, but still be social, have some socials in your front yard. Like if you need to wear a mask, do it. Like go on walks with people, stay six feet away, like do whatever you need to do, but be in contact with people that love you. Like we were never meant to live in isolation. And so that is probably the number one thing that is perpetuating the mental health epidemic that we are experiencing as a, as a society right now is isolation. So fear and isolation are two things I want you guys to not think about, <laughs> do the opposite. Yeah. So let's think about love, um, living out of love, living in the present moment, knowing and connectedness. Yeah. Connectedness. Let's stay physically distant, socially connected and be creative with, with what that needs to look like for you. But don't be afraid of connecting with the people that love you. I love that. You're amazing. You're you, amazing. No, what do you have to say? Cause well, no, no, I was just thinking when you were like talking about the muscle piece and, um, it is, it is all connected to the mindfulness in the sense, even of like making sure you feel good. And, um, I know it sounds like we're like, Oh, that sounds also fluffy and be mindful and all this, but or you did not sound fluffy, by the way, no. you sounded, your message was really strong. I just meant when you say like, when, yeah. if you were to make a list, like when we're saying, Oh, be mindful, but that can be everything from like, Hey, I had a bottle of wine last night and I, that did not make me feel good. I'm so be mindful about that. That did not make you feel good. So just being mindful about the things that are going just to, to your point also of like the things that are going to be good for you and fill you up and, um, good for your mental health versus bad. And that, I mean, it can range from everything that you said to like food and alcohol goes in there also. So I just wanted to add that little piece in. 100% to that note, I saw this post, I'm sure you did too, a couple weeks ago. And it said, it's not about never getting to drink again. It's about never having to drink again. And just in that alcohol piece or food piece, it's all those things, like our relationships with those things, like not using alcohol, not using food as something to try to like cope with these, being mindful enough to know it's okay to eat XYZ food, but when I'm using it, when I have to, or when I'm not thinking about it and I'm just kind of on autopilot stuff, whatever, same yeah. well, whatever that mindfulness piece is, it's so important. Um, so yeah, well, you need to go pack. Okay. I'm I know I'm, I'm going to go pack, but we love you guys. We're going to be in touch. I'll be coming to you live from park city. So stay tuned. Maybe I'll have all these like fun revelations for everyone, but, um, we have some more fun things coming at you guys this summer and we're already like planning for the fall. So get ready. Yes. We love y'all like crazy. Keep questions coming, ideas coming. Let us try to help and support you however we can this summer. And um, we're looking forward to you meeting like lots of celebrities to bring on the podcast. Oh, this year, okay. Like, Stay no tuned. Okay. Get ready. No pressure. All right. All right. Love you guys. Bye y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Living and Collective Podcast. For more information on our one-on-one nutrition coaching program, please visit us at www.livingandcollective.com. Also, make sure you're following us on social media and that you're subscribed to our email newsletters so that you can be the first to know when our next four-week nutrition challenge is going to be. These challenges are a lot of fun, a great way to learn about nutrition, and a wonderful start to living your best life.